So you're going to hear me say this in the episode you're about to listen to, but if you take our advice and you follow our suggestion, you're going to have the most fun and maybe meaningful Dia de los Muertos you've ever had. And so this episode is all about how to host a really cool, fun, meaningful Dia de los Muertos party. And every year we've done it, we've really enjoyed it. And last year we had the opportunity to do it in Hawaii with some friends and then some people we just met. And it was really, yeah, it's always amazing. Yeah, and the people that we had, I think we invited five or six families. Um, and it was just so interesting. They were from different cultures and different places. Um, and I think I remember one woman even sharing a story. Again, we'll get into detail of how exactly to do this. But one woman shared a story about her, um, I think it was her grandparents that were in Japanese internment camps and just how that impacted her and affected her. And it's just this Dia de los Muertos is such a cool opportunity to share stories of ancestors. And there's a lot of really cool research that says how impactful that can be on shaping identity and who you believe yourself to be. Hello, and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Happy Dia de los Muertos. Wow, you even rolled your R there. <laughs> I don't even know if happy is the way to start that. And you'll be hearing this just before Dia de los Muertos, right? Yeah, we want to air this episode just a few days before Dia de los Muertos, which we'll get into what how we like to celebrate that day. This could end up being the most fun and meaningful Dia de los Muertos. Muertos. Sounds better like that, but I'm not going to keep because it takes a lot of effort for me to do that. Yeah, you don't even speak Spanish. I kind of sound like I do, though, right, when I say it like that? Yeah, you sound great. But this is uh, fun and meaningful, and it's become a tradition of ours that was introduced to us by a really some really good friends in uh, in Arizona, the Andersons. Monica, if you're listening, you're awesome. This one goes out to you. <laughs> this is for you, Monica. <laughs> yeah, we have talked, obviously, on the podcast about the power of your roots and knowing about your roots and your ancestors and where you come from. And I would say, if anything, Melissa, that isn't something that we've talked about. I, I guess I would say this idea of your roots and your ancestors and where you come from, for us, it just continues to get stronger and stronger. Like a, it's more and more confirming how important it is. Yeah. But I don't think we've talked about it in a while on the podcast. So this is a good refresher. <laughs> so there's a lot of research out there. I'll just sum up some of the things that we've talked about in the past and then what we teach in our program when we work individually with, with families and take them through family brand or in a group. One of the things that we have them do is look at who their family has been. And so we help them do family history research and really discover their roots and where they come from going back generations. And the research has shown that one of the most powerful ways to discover who we truly are, like our true identity and to have resilience and identity and a sense of just belonging is to know where we come from. And it's something that we've believed for years and taught our children. And we've even linked stories of our ancestors to our current present day values. So we were already believers in in this idea of knowing your roots and honoring those 
you know, like Dia de los Muertos is, is the Day of the Dead. It's honoring those who have passed. But it wasn't until the Andersons invited us over to their Dia de los Muertos party that it kind of took on a whole new meaning for us. And a lot of the inspiration I think around this too is from the movie Coco. And if you haven't watched that movie with your kids, I'd, I'd watch it because it's a really profound movie. Because the tradition is on Dia de los Muertos, you put up on the ofrenda, you put up pictures of your ancestors who passed away and you honor them and you remember them. And in the movie Coco is the idea that your ancestors, there's two different deaths or they died twice. Once The first death is when they physically die. And the second death is when no one no one remembers them anymore. When they're no longer remembered, they've been forgotten. Mm-hmm. And so Monica Anderson invited us over to this party and said, hey, we're going to do this Dia de los Muertos party. And I want everyone to bring a picture of an ancestor and a dish, either from their country or the dish that they would have enjoyed eating or something that they just didn't, they liked. And so there were several families and she decorated it really awesome, like the Day of the Dead type theme. And, and we all ate this just really delicious food from that honored all of our ancestors. And then each of us got up and told a story. And we didn't know. We thought each of us were supposed to bring a picture of an ancestor. So Melissa and I and all five of our kids each brought one. And we all took turns getting up there and talking about our ancestor. And you bring them framed. She wanted you to bring them in a frame. And then she had an area set up, kind of like this um, shelves where she displayed everyone. When you came, you set your picture on the shelf and you could kind of see everyone's pictures there together. Which I think she kind of like... It was a it was a temporary ofrenda, right? To like display them and honor them. Yes. So it was really cool. And it was really our kids already knew these stories, but to see them get up and like share them just was really touching and meaningful for me. But then we had these framed pictures. And Melissa's like, what should we do with these frames? And then she had the idea of well, let's just do a year round ofrenda. Like that's let's put the pictures of these amazing people up in our home and honor them and remember them throughout the year. And it was really yeah, it was just cool. And I just think that when we talk about our ancestors, we just honor their lives. Like we honor the sacrifices they made and the examples they set for us. And we keep we keep them alive, just kind of like in the movie Coco. And so we are going to talk about how to do a really fun yeah, Dia de los Muertos party like that. But I think the deeper meaning behind it is is significant to talk about as well. Yeah, I love that that context about about yeah, why it's so important to honor to honor your ancestors. Okay, a little more context. So Dia de los Muertos, I'm just going to read this. It's called, translated, it means Day of the Dead. It's tradition. I'm reading this off of the internet. It's a traditional Mexican holiday celebrated November 1st and 2nd. On this day, it is believed that the souls of the dead return to visit their living family members. Many people celebrate this day by visiting the graves of deceased loved ones and setting up altars, or ofrenda would be a similar word, with their favorite drinks, foods, and photos. And I think just like in the movie Coco, you know, he was really searching for, if you think about it, in in a lot of ways, he was searching for his identity. Like, who am I and how do I fit into this world? So in the movie Coco, you have this young boy. It's a Disney Pixar movie. Mm -hmm. So you have this um, young boy named Miguel, right? And he loves music, but doesn't even really know why he loves music. Just just calls him. him, Yeah, to love it. And his family's totally against music. Because as far as they know, Miguel's grandfather, great-grandfather, yeah, great-grandfather, basically deserted the family in pursuit of being, you know, this musician, this famous musician. So they they forbid him from playing music, but it just is in him and he wants to play it. And so he goes on this quest to really discover who he is and taps into his roots and discovers who his ancestors are. And in doing that, really finds out who he is. 
So he so badly wants to feel like he belongs. He so badly wants to feel like he's part of something. He so badly wants to like understand his identity. And it isn't until he kind of goes on this quest in the movie to connect the dots of who his family has been. And I just think that's such, such an interesting thing that I think most of us are looking for our identity. Most of us are really trying to like, we're on this quest in life to find out like, who are we? Like, who am I? And like, what is my purpose? And what is my calling? And like, how do I belong? And how do I just feel comfortable and confident in who I am and, and like who I am? And I think that like, like Miguel thought, I think most of us think that sometimes discovering that identity is somewhere out in the future. It's like, if we can just go do the next thing or accomplish the next, you know, feat or meet the right person. When in reality, what Miguel ends up realizing is the answers are in the past. It's actually by connecting the dots backwards, Right. And I think the same thing holds true for us. Like most of the pictures we brought that night to the party, every single one of those stories had impacted all of us or one of us in some way around understanding like our true identity, like understanding who we are. And it's also just a reason to celebrate. Like it gives you an opportunity to throw a cool party, a fun party and invite a handful of friends or family members over. Yeah. Around a really cool idea. It's more than just a party. It has a real purpose, which I think is really fun. Is there anything else you would say before we just talk about how how we're going to do the party this year? Maybe this will be in it, but I, I would I would just encourage because I think what could happen is you could you could host a party, invite some other families to be part of it, but you as the parent just do all the work. You as the parent is the or you know you're the only one that brings a family photo or a story to share. And I would just really encourage you to get like enroll the whole family, like ask each of the kids to identify a story they want to share and. But I guess we can talk more about that. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, yeah, a great point to make sure that we'll go into detail on. Okay, so really how, what it would look like, we've kind of already explained it. You could invite friends over like we've done in the past. We've done it with different families altogether. Or if you didn't want to do that, you could even just do it your own, your own family, family being the people that you live in the same house with. So traditionally the holiday is celebrated on November 1st or 2nd. Um, I'm guessing though, it's the day after Halloween. So sometimes that feels like a lot, like two days in a row. So I imagine we'll probably celebrate it a few days later, like on the 6th or the 7th of November, um, which is Saturday or Sunday. And so there, there is a little bit of prep. It's like you have to choose who's a family member that you want to talk more about, that you want to bring a picture about, and maybe it involves learning about a few different family family members learning about their history so that you can that you can choose one. And this is one good way to stay in the conversation about about our your ancestors because I think sometimes days and weeks and months go by and it never comes up. So this is a good a good opportunity to have that conversation again. And so yeah, so have like Chris said make sure and involve everyone in the family that wants to. I would encourage even even if they even if our kids put back a little a little pushback right at first, usually we start talking and telling stories about like, but what about this ancestor? And they did X, Y, and Z. Or what about this one? They did, you know, whatever. And then the kids start getting excited about it. And they do find a story that really connects with them, one that they would want to share. And so print out a picture. Um, or if you already have a picture, put it in a frame if you if you have frames set aside an area in your house where you're going to display them. Maybe you're even taping them on a wall if you don't, if you don't have frames and then plan what you want to make for dinner. And it could be, you know, if you, if you have 
your ancestors from, say, Mexico, you're going to bring food native to Mexico. If your ancestors from, um, like we did one year, we did England. And so I was Googling, like, what is kind of a traditional English dinner? I think I brought shepherd's pie. And then another year, I was talking about my grandma who had just passed away and she had spent some time in Africa. And so we Googled in in Nigeria specifically. So I Googled like, what's a traditional like Nigerian dish? And so I brought this rice dish called jollof rice and it was super good. Um, but just every... And the kids had a blast like... Yeah. Yeah. Little, every little part of the evening has a connection to, to family. And then, so we, you would eat dinner and then after dinner, you'd have time set aside where whoever brought a picture, they get to come up to the front of the room or stand at the head of the table, however you want to do it and share, share about the ancestor that they brought. So they'd hold up the picture of the ancestor they wanted to talk about and then they could share whatever they wanted. Really, it could be just one story that they like, or it could be a little bit of life history, just something that is meaningful to them that they that they learned about that ancestor. Yeah. One of the things we haven't incorporated as much that I think could be fun as well is it could be, you could bring a dish to eat and or an activity that they loved or an activity native to that country. So that could be another way to just, I think it's just an opportunity to celebrate them and honor them. And I think about when you get up and share their story, you honor them, but you inspire yourself. It's like you can't read these stories and share them without feeling inspired to be more either like them or just more of who you already are. And you can, I, I mean, Monica was, hers were awesome. Like she had really fun decorations. And, she went all out. It was <laughs> and you don't have to do that, but it's beautifully decorated. Yeah. But Day of the Dead, like type decorations with the skeletons and skulls and just, it was fun. It was fun. Next level would be dressing up. Yeah, I actually thought about that. Like, you, you could have so much fun with this. I think we even had a family. We mentioned this too. Like, I'm totally throwing a party and we're going to dress up. And yeah, that could be really fun too. And I would say that I, if, you, if you're willing to go and just a little bit the extra mile and frame them for the purpose of the party, I would do that because like we realized, oh, now that we have these framed, we might as well just hang them on the wall or display them somewhere in our home. I just think it's so important that you have those pictures up. Because if you have those pictures up, you're just reminded regularly of their stories and their lives. And it's just inspiring to you. But again, it's just a way to honor them as well. And I think the main the main goal here is, A, it's really fun. And B, like you mentioned earlier, like there's so much research talking about how important it is that people, kids in particular, know where they come from and know the history and the stories of their ancestors. Yeah, in fact, there's a really amazing article that we'll link to in this episode called The Stories That Bind Us. And it was an article in the New York Times that just gives lots of research about why this is so important. And look, some of the families that are going to listen to this, you already know some of the stories of your family's history. And now you have an opportunity to just maybe dive a little deeper in them and then share them. And for some of you, this might be an opportunity to dive into family history for the first time and learn some of these stories. And there's a couple of resources, familysearch.org and ancestry.com, where you can start. But then also, Melissa, and I, Melissa talks about this all the time. Don't overlook the fact that if your parents are still alive, your grandparents are still alive, aunts, uncles, they're usually a wealth of knowledge that they have stories locked inside of them that not like they're unwilling to tell. They've just never been asked to share them. 
so you can go find these stories i i promise and and one last thing i'll say to this is we've recently been taking a family through family brand they're uh, just a private client they've hired us to create their family's brand and they're both first generation um, immigrants to america from taiwan but then also before taiwan from from china and so just through all of that you know fleeing china then to taiwan the taiwan here that they don't have a lot of information about their family's history, but they do have a couple of stories. And, and just those two stories alone are super inspiring and super powerful. And we were able to link almost all seven of their family's values to just a couple of people's stories. So I also don't want you to feel like you have to have tons of stories. And, and, and these stories don't have to be like, I've had people say before, well, I just don't, there's no one in my family history that's like really well known or was famous. And I'm like, yeah, mine either like they're famous to me you know they're like well known to me but i just i don't want anyone to ever feel like your family's history or the stories you have aren't enough because sometimes the stories i'm inspired by the most from our family's history are sometimes just the simplest stories of people who just they live simple lives but they were really good people so go have an epic dia de los muertos extravaganza if you want but i highly recommend it it is one of my favorite, it's turned into one of my favorite, favorite activities that we do every year. So yeah, don't feel the pressure of doing it. Like Melissa said on November 1st or 2nd, do it any time in the month of November. And if you do, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you guys reach out to us on Instagram or anywhere. Yeah. We'd love to hear about your Dia de los Muertos party. All right. Have fun. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.